Advocates aren't just born, they're self-made. And what makes an advocate want to help others sometimes begins in a single moment. I went home from the hospital, I was bored. I was actually watching Oprah and I started going through all the stuff that the hospital sent home. And I noticed one of the papers said, congratulations, you just received the gift of life through a tissue donation. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And that started my mission. That's tissue recipient John Kachanik. He put up with an incredible pain when he hurt his back lifting weights. He needed an operation to end his suffering and give him a new lease on life. A generous tissue donor made that possible. I'm Marian Shuck, your host for Let's Talk Hope, a podcast devoted to sharing stories and turning tragedies into triumphs. We usually focus on organ donation on this podcast, but today we're going to talk about tissue donation. John, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey? Well, actually, I just partially retired from the fire department after 35 years of being full-time. I remained on the department as a paid-on-caller, volunteer, firefighter, fire chief. I currently am the sitting president of the Illinois Fire Chiefs Association. And November 11th of this year, I'll have my 36th year on the department, and that's the day I started. And I um, actually am going to retire completely from the department on that day as well. So 36 years from the day I started. That story is being involved with the fire department my whole life. I was put on the department when I was 21 and eventually became full-time later on. But my story relates to it because of the fact that I was an avid weightlifter, very active. I was into lifting very heavy weights. And I had a major back injury about 20 years ago now that caused a lot of grief, a lot of pain, and a lot of sorrow in my life. And so that's where the journey led me to becoming a tissue recipient. John, thank you for your service as a firefighter and a first responder, and congratulations on your long career. Tell us how you received your injury. I was doing very heavy deadlifts. I mean, at the time I was a lot younger. I got a little too ambitious one night doing squat or uh, rows, I stood up the wrong way. I had about 370 pounds on the bar, and I stood up, and when I stood up, I kind of leaned to one side, and my back popped. Yeah, I actually blacked out for about three seconds. I remember lifting the weight, but I don't remember anything after it for probably two to three minutes. Our weight room at the fire station, we shared the station with the police department, but our weight room was upstairs and was an open air, so you could see from the main floor. One of the police officers was walking by and I was bent over the railing. He says, what's the matter with you? And I just looked up at him and goes, uh, what's going on here, John? So I just lifted that and something happened. And he said, well, let's go to the hospital. Well, I was stuck being bent over. That was the incident that started the journey, which that journey took about 14 years to correct. What type of injury did it wind up being? I actually bulged my disc. Uh, my lower disc, the L1, S5 area, it started the damage, but it never progressed to being better. It progressed to being worse over the years. And can you explain to the audience what LS means and what that meant to your injury? So it's my going from my hips up to the top of my neck, the base of my skull, I guess. It's the very first one from your hip. And what happened was when I lifted and I turned, it allowed the disc to go out one side of my spine. 
Did you have progressive pain? What led you to ultimately having the tissue transplant and what types of tissue did you receive? So I spent a lot of time at the local, my local doctor, my general doctor, and he prescribed pain meds and the back pain would come and go. And then around 2010 to 2011, I started experiencing what I call excruciating pain. I couldn't be on my feet for more than 15 minutes without my back just throbbing. Eventually, it got to the point where my left leg was dragging as I walked. And September, I'll never forget, September 11th of um, 2012, um, my son played football at Western Illinois University, and we went to one of his home games. And I came home, I got on the couch, and the next morning, I literally could not straighten my legs. I slept on the couch all night. So I went to the doctor, the emergency room, they uh, sent me to my back doctor. He did a bunch of tests and he told me straight up, he says, we're gonna try and heal you naturally through physical therapy. Right now, surgery is not on the table, but if you keep progressing, surgery is the last resort. So on February 8th of 2013, I went under the knife and received my double tissue donation. Wow, were you still working at this time? Yes, yep. How were you able to work? I don't know. Actually, I had a very good friend of mine stop me one day because our fire station's one block from City Hall. So I would walk for the exercise part of it. And it got to the point where it was like, I don't know if I can walk anymore. Well, I just happened to go down to the station. A friend of mine stopped and said, you know, my wife and I were just watching you walk and you walk like an 85 year old man. You know, your legs dragging behind you. And I went, yes, I, you know, I mean, even the people from the outside world that knew I had back problems, but didn't know the severity of it finally realized that, yeah, you know, there's an issue there, but it got to the point where I couldn't tolerate it anymore. I had to do something. What did your transplant entail? So what they did is they went in, they made a small incision on my back. They removed the disc and they put a screw on the vertebrae above where the disc was taken out and a screw below it with a metal plate in between. So if you could see the x-ray, there's two screws and a plate. And then they took the bone marrow, what they call paste, and they wrapped it around that fusion. That paste grew into my bone. So I have the, the two donors that donated the tissue are the ones that actually it grew back into marrow and fused the fusion, if that makes any sense. <laughs> the interesting thing, John, is many people say after they receive an organ transplant, the organ works right away. Tell us what it was like after you received your surgery. Did you wake up pain-free? Tell us what your recovery was like. The first thing, well, it took forever for them to wake me up. Um, and I think it's probably because I was in la-la land so much and relaxed. Even the nurse made a comment that, you know, they see a lot of patients who, who are suffering from pain that when they go under, they have a hard time coming back out because they're relaxed. But with that being said, I was completely pain-free, completely. And that was a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And then at that point, I knew that it had worked. What was the recovery period in terms of the growth for the tissue to regenerate in your body? February 8th, 2013 was my date of surgery. I was six weeks off of work. The only thing I could do was walk. I could not get milk out of the refrigerator. I could not lift anything over a pound. So if you stop and think about that for six weeks that you cannot do 
you can't even get a gallon of milk out of the refrigerator. It's a very limiting thing. That's the downside. The upside was I had no pain. None. I was on pain medicine to manage the incision part because they pulled my back muscles apart to get to the disc. Um, and that was the only thing that really was stiff and sore. But I was on those for about a week and a half or so. And I don't like taking pain medicine anyway. So I did away with that and I, I counted the weeks. So the doctor told me um, before surgery, he said, we're going to fuse your spine. And he said, we're going to use some cadaver stuff. And I said, okay. After I went home from the hospital, I was bored. I was actually watching Oprah. I started going through all the stuff that the hospital sent home in my bag. And I noticed one of the papers said, congratulations, you just received the gift of life through a tissue donation. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And so I started reading the pamphlet. And I told my wife at the time, I said, you know, I've got human tissue inside. And she says, no, I didn't have any idea. And that started my mission. I actually called Allosource, who supplied my tissue, and they connected me with several wonderful people there. I was actually very upset over the fact that nobody at the hospital told me that this was actually human tissue. Um, I had to find out from reading it in a bag. And I decided at that time that I was going to get my old life back. God blessed me with a lot of patients, a great physical therapist at our local hospital, and the two donors, especially the two donors who donated for me to get back up on my feet. <clears throat> I was at the track with my daughter one day, and we were walking around the track. And I looked at her, and I said, Abby, I think I'm going to try to run. And she said, Dad, you're not supposed to run. And I said, I really feel good enough. And so I ran one lap and about died and then the next time we went out i did two then three and then i finally conquered a mile and later that summer of 2014 i actually participated in a mini triathlon it was slow going and um, i was very hesitant to do certain things because i was afraid of, of re-injuring but as time went on and i built confidence and everything and I got stronger and I changed my workout routine and I started doing a lot more cardio and a lot less heavy weight lifting. The heavy weight lifting was gone. Um, I knew I was going to give that up. But the neat part about it is, is that when I told the doctor what I was doing, he said, that's great. He said, your back's going to tell you when you're doing too much, which it still today does. But he said, you're actually one out of 5,000 people that reverted back to their old life. He said, most of my patients don't get to do what you're doing, so enjoy what you're doing. That made me feel really good. That in itself made me say to the to the donors in my mind, thank you for what you did. Look what I've done in return. Also in 2016, competed in the transplant games in Cleveland. And then 2018, we went to Salt Lake City. And I was slated to go to San Diego this year, but unfortunately I will not be able to go. But I did something that I hadn't done since I was in high school, which I graduated in 1983. That's going to date me. But I decided that I was going to run track and field. The 100, the 200, the 400 meter dash. And then in Salt Lake, I did the triathlon and actually got third place in that. I ran the 5Ks, medaled in all of them. Cleveland, I brought home four, four medals. Salt Lake, just one. But... Um, you know, it was good to get back out, and, and it's all because I received the gift of donation. It really is. I mean, without it, 
I would have never been doing any of that. Most people would say that, you know, when you receive an organ, it's life-saving, but receiving tissue is life-saving and life-enhancing all at the same time. And a lot of people don't talk about tissue donation. We don't talk about the life-enhancing and the life-altering and life-saving capabilities that it has. And so, you know, thank you for being here to talk about that. But what I'd like to know is you you said that, you know, after you were going through all of the paperwork, you said, why didn't I know about this? And more people should know about this. What are some of the things that you've done to help people know how life altering and, and life enhancing tissue donation can be? So I became an advocate for Gift of Hope right away. Um, that came through Allosource. Uh, they connected me with the ladies up at Gift of Hope. I went through speechwriters class, and then I hit the road. They put me on the road. I went all over the state. Actually, Allosource flew uh, myself and my fiance out to Denver, and I spoke in front of their employees for an employee retreat. They supplied my tissue, and then I was able to speak to them and say, look what your tissue did to me. It was put in me, and look, I'm living proof that it works. And so tell us what your life is like today. Um, you know, I'm still pretty active. Uh, retirement slowed me down just a little bit. I took a part-time job working for a farm, and I do a lot more sitting than I'm accustomed to, but I still go and work out. My running has tapered off just a little bit because I ran into a knee problem, but life for me is very good. I've maintained my weight. Um, I lost uh, 30-some-odd pounds after the donation, and I got back on my feet, and I've at my biggest, I was 275. At my lightest, I was 225, and I'm hanging around 235 right now. So, um, you know, and it's all to honor the donors uh, and the donor families. I, I had written the donor families after the games and told them how I competed and, and all this other stuff. But they're, they're front and foremost in my mind a lot because without them, I would have never done what I'm doing now. So, um, you know, the fire department days are gone. Age caught up to me. You know, it's definitely a young man's career. I'm still able to do a lot of things that a lot of people who I've talked to that have the same surgery can't do. So I'm very grateful for that. What would you say to people who may be going through a painful episode and don't know about the opportunity for a tissue transplant to encourage them, one, to not go through so much pain, but also to uh, learn more about tissue donation. I do a lot of hospital speaking. Mm -hmm. The nurses who came up said my husband had the same surgery. I didn't know that he had donated tissue until you spoke. With that being said, I met a lot of people who said, how do I get fixed? And I gave them my doctor's name. I probably gave that man 20 people. And I said, go see this guy or go see your guy. Surgery is not always the option, but let them start at the beginning because in the end, if you have to have surgery, I recommend it. My dad, when I told him I was having my spine fees, he said, oh, John, don't do that. He said, you will not be the same. You won't be able to twist or bend or anything like that. And I said, Dad, the doctor said that it's different than back in the day. And he pretty much begged me not to do it. And then after he saw the results before he passed, he was like, you know, that was the right thing for you to do. But to, to guide people to the right direction and, and tell them, it still makes me mad to this day when I hear of people say, oh, I, I've got cadaver because we don't use that word. 
I correct them. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And I said, did you send a thank you to your donor family? No. Why not? I didn't know I had one. Go back through your hospital stuff and look and see. And I guarantee you that little card sitting there. Fill that card out and just send, just send thank you. That's it. You don't have to write any speech. You don't have to write anything. Just thank the family. The lieutenant governor for the state of Illinois, the day that we dedicated the gift of hope at in Springfield, she came up to me and she said, you know what, you just made me realize I had the same surgery and I think I've got human uh, donated tissue inside of me as well. She said, I'm going to go back and look. You know, when you have somebody like that that comes up and says to you, you know, or thanks you, and it's like, don't thank me, thank the donors, because the donors are what put me here to be the mechanism to, to spread the word. Well, John, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us about tissue and and hopefully this will help a lot of other folks who don't understand one the process of donation and two who might not know that they've had these surgeries big small achilles tendon carpal tunnel syndrome things of that nature that they don't have to be in pain and that there is an opportunity just like an organ donation to start the conversation today about organ, eye, and tissue donation, that's always important. Yes, absolutely. And you had asked earlier about the life-saving of an organ transplant. Yes, that's very true. Mine wasn't so much life-saving because I wasn't going to die from my back injury, but it changed my life tremendously. And it did save my life because it made me a better person. It made me feel better. It made me more outgoing, and it made me able to do what I'm doing with you. And that's reaching out to people and saying, just remember to thank the donors. And if you need assistance, go find it because it's the best thing you can do. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Hope. We encourage you to start the conversation about organ and tissue donation with your loved ones today and make your wishes known. You can register to become a donor at giftofhope.org. Hello, Tina Montgomery, Supervisor Community Outreach. In my role, I'm responsible for raising awareness and educating the community about organ, eye, and tissue donation. Daily, I'm asked a lot of questions about the donation process and how it works. So we've added those questions to our spinning wheel, and we're going to answer them right now from the audience. Let's give the wheel a huge spin. Oh, it's a good one. Here we are. We're on question number four. This question is, What organs and tissue can be donated? Well, we get this question a lot from all types of people. We say that the list of organs and tissues that can be successfully transplanted continue to grow. So does your ability to save and heal lives as a deceased organ, eye, and tissue donor? One donor can save up to eight lives, restore sight to two people through cornea donation, and heal more than 25 lives through tissue donation. The major organs that can be donated for transplant are the liver, heart, lungs, kidney, pancreas, and small intestines. Tissues can be donated include the cornea, bone, and associated tissue, veins and arteries, heart valves, and skin. Thank you for that great question. It is a question that we get a lot, so we look forward to getting more questions from you and spinning the wheel on the donation facts. Let's talk hope. If you like what you've heard today, we hope that you'll listen again wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Let's Talk Hope was produced by Rivet, and if you'd like to hear more great podcasts, 
please visit rivet360.com.